Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about adoptive family profiles in social media, on the web, and the pluses and minuses and benefits and attractions that it can it can cause. Many, many, many adoption entities have a portal on their website where adoptive families can list their their profile. There's a picture and usually um, there is a little synopsis about them, their first names, what state they're from. And this is so that when you, as a birth mother, are going through websites and researching adoption agencies, you can see the available families. And this is something that I have watched and researched and debated on for, I would say, over a decade, because there are pluses and minuses. And actually, as an agency, we are gearing to move in that direction now. So I'm comfortable saying that I feel that I'm, I'm pretty well versed in this area. And because it is something that we as an agency are about to embark on, and, and bring as an asset to the agency for adoptive families and for birth mothers. It's something that I really think we need to get out there so that adoptive families understand what this really entails, what it means, how it's beneficial, what limitations it might impose, and so forth. So let's jump in. First and foremost, I want to go into a little bit more about the preparation for adoptive families and what this means. In my opinion, if you are going to list your profile on a website as awaiting adopt a family or with your agency, you probably still want to have a profile book because most of the time when you are having a profile, it's not going to go into depth as a book would. So in other words, a paragraph and a picture is much different than, you know, a PDF, which is a few pages or best the best alternative is actually an adoption profile book that a birth mother can hold in her hands and flip through at leisure when she chooses to do so. The other piece that I want to preface this with is that make sure you, if you are choosing to, to put your profile out there, know where your profile is, find out statistics of 
you know, what the traffic looks like to that agency, how long, you know, they have been in existence and just make sure that you're not registering, you know, with every possible entity that is willing to host your, your adoptive family profile. Because if you are registered with an agency and you choose to also put your profile with a different entity, you may need to register and pay those fees too. And then you also may need to register for this other entity if you want to register your profile there as well. So you really don't want to just go ham and just register absolutely everywhere with your profile. Like you said before, this isn't a replacement for the books. And I think that's important. Another important aspect of that is that then the birth mother can have that book to save for years and years to come. Whereas, you know, on a website, you're not going to keep going back to that website. You'll have something that you can keep with you. Correct. And most of the time when family is matched on a website anyway, when they're matched with a birth mother, that that profile is taken down. So you're right. She wouldn't be able to access that. Additionally, what I have found is when a, an adoptive family registers with more than one agency and they get matched with a birth mother, sometimes in the excitement and the, in the you know, joy of being matched, they forget to tell another entity that they're working with as well that they may have been matched with an agency. And so if they've already approved for their profile to be shown to a different birth mother at a different agency, they may get picked by both. And then they have, you know, then they may, depending on how, what the regulations are with the two agencies, whether or not they may have to let one of the matches go. And that's exceedingly difficult for a birth mother. And so in order to make sure that, you know, prevent this from happening, again, you want to keep track of every place that you are reaching out so that you can make sure everything is updated when circumstances change. So that's super important as well. So I would say that if you are registering your adoptive family profile on a website with an agency that you are registered with, I would say there are advantages. The advantages are, you know, you are out there for women who are pregnant and looking to begin an adoption journey so they can connect with your picture. Maybe there's something about you that you like or that they like, I'm sorry. And it's kind of like you're the face of the adoption in their mind. In other words, they're coming, they may even choose an agency based upon a profile that is on their website. Now, this is the downfall. When a birth mother is going to websites and looking at adoptive family profiles, it doesn't specifically state what that family is looking for in return. So if you have an adoptive family that is, you know, restrictive on drug use or gender or uh, the type of adoption, be it open or closed, and the birth mother looks at this family and decides that this is the one you know, the heavens have opened up, the stars are all aligning, this is the family. And come to find out, they don't have matching profiles. In other words, they may not be looking for the same type of adoption. They may, you know, there may be drug use on the birth mother's part and the adoptive family is not willing to accept that. So then you have a birth mother that has shown interest in a family and she's gotten her hopes up. And then what happens is, is she is not able, it, there is a sense of rejection that birth mothers do feel. And so when she goes forward, wants that family, that's the family she chose. Then even though 
it may be highlighted all over the website. You know, there is no guarantee that this family is still available, that this family is the right match for you, that they have the same preferences as the birth mother. It could still be very disheartening. And my fear is that it may discourage some birth mothers who are coming to place their baby for adoption from continuing down the their adoption journey because of that initial sense of rejection if it didn't work out with the family. What are some other drawbacks to this? In today's society, with the way that social media is, with all the technology that we have, we try very hard to keep identities private. Uh, you know, we don't disclose last names of birth mothers. We don't disclose last names of adoptive families. But if you have a first and a last I mean, I'm sorry, two first names of the couple and you know what state they're in and you have a picture, there is ways to cross-reference things. So that is going to, I mean, that, that would be very hard to say it would never happen. Right. Maintain that privacy because, and especially, I mean, some people have very unique first names or, you know, you're also probably putting the state they live in. So that narrows it down. So, yeah, that could be a danger from this. Not really a danger, I, I think, but more of one of those you're going to have to reconcile in your head that this may be more of an open adoption than you initially had wanted or realized. And so that's definitely something that, that needs to be considered prior to doing this. Um, I know that as we are embarking on our new journey towards this goal of having adoptive family profiles on our website, I don't think it's going to be for everybody who's registered with our agency. I don't think it's going to be the right fit for every adoptive family. And so some adoptive families may just want to be in the adoptive parent pool for our birth mothers that the way we're doing matching now, you know, we're, we're matching based upon preferences and showing the birth mother X amount of profiles for them to choose from based upon what she's looking for and what the adoptive family is looking for. So you're not necessarily recommending this. You're just saying, okay, here's another option to get yourself out there and bring Um, birth mothers towards you. Again, it's not that I'm recommending or not recommending. I, I think it is the pathway that agencies are all heading towards. Again, we're going to be heading towards this pathway as well. I don't think it's going to be for every adoptive family. I think, I mean, if you were to have a, a, high, a high profile celebrity as an adoptive family, that's really not something that I would recommend that they put on, you know, websites that they're, look, you know, their profile, because, you know, not only is that agency going to get absolutely flooded, but again, the privacy issue. And so for some, I think it may be an amazing and a huge benefit to have something like this on the websites. On the other hand, for other people, I don't think it's going to be a good, a good connection. And with almost anything, more options is generally better. You know, the more you have out there to choose from and say, okay, this is the path I want to take. Right. That's better for everybody, you know, and it isn't, this isn't going to be for everybody, but it's nice to have another path. Right. So the way that as an agency that we have, because again, I've, I've looked into this for over the past decade and I watched and I wanted to see, I wanted those to go ahead of me and see how it worked out. And I, I'm getting to the place where I'm comfortable and, and saying that, you know, we are beginning this journey as an agency and 
I think that it, it will be a good thing. I have looked at countless websites trying to, you know, see what I think is the easiest to navigate, the, you know, understanding of it, making sure websites are secure, that type of thing, because you want to make sure that you are protecting both sides of the adoption. You're protecting the birth mother side when she's, you know, logging on or when she's going into the website and looking at the profiles and you want to protect the adoptive family and their identity and everything else as well too. So like I said, there's definitely two sides to this. You know, some families also really want privacy in the sense that they don't want the world to know that they're adopting. And if you have friends you don't know where this is going to pop up, you know, in, in someone's feed or where your profile is going to show up. And so I think that again, not going to be for everybody, but that would be another concern that I would have for the adoptive families. So there has to be a starting point. And as an adoptive family, if this is something that you have been considering or debating at when you are choosing an adoption agency as to whether or not to put your profile online, I would really weigh the pros and cons because there are a lot of pros, but there are some cons too. And I think that when you are, are looking at, you know, websites and you see pictures of beautiful families, I also really want to get out there, everybody's going to put their best picture forward. And so even when, you know, we're showing uh, birth parents, these profile books, these are the best pictures that they have. And everybody needs to understand that and be realistic because, you know, sometimes I've had profile books and when I meet the adoptive family, I wouldn't have known that was the family. And other times they look exactly like the pictures. And so I think that, you know, when you are choosing your best pictures and, and, and I get it, I would choose the best picture too. I would make sure that you still look like that picture and that picture still resembles you. Because again, that is something when, when you are a birth mother and you're looking at pictures and watch birth mothers look at pictures for 17 years, they in a sense fall in love with the picture that they're seeing. So I, I just think with those things in mind, again, our, our job as an adoption entity is really to make sure that we are supporting both sides of the adoption equation. And we really want to make sure too, that everybody understands the parameters of what this new platform is going to look like and be able to do. And we're going to be discussing it more and more as on the podcast, as we get closer and closer because I really want our listeners to see what something like this looks like as an, you know, for an agency or an adoption entity to go through a major addition to a platform that we do have. So how would an adopting family start the process of doing this to get themselves online instead, or not instead of, but maybe in addition to doing a book, how do they get started? Did they go to an agency so if you are already with an agency, um, you may see if this is a service that they offer or that they're going to be offering and then um, find out they should send you like a packet of if there's any fees, what, you know, how those work and what you need to do along with your requirements in order to upload uh, to their website. Uh, if you are already on a website where your uh, profile is featured and you want to look at additional websites or platforms to post your profile, your adoptive family profile, then I would reach out to them and find out their requirements and fees as well. Again, our agency, Building Arizona Families, is beginning uh, this journey of 
finishing up our research and then it looks like we are leaning towards going in this direction as well. And so for all of our clients, we will be sending out, you know, notices for those that want to um, partake in this once we have got it up and going. It's probably still a few months away uh, from being ready to launch, but we will get there. And that is our plan as of today. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.